Hello, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise. And let's thank the Lord for seeing us through the night or the day or the week. Let's give the Lord some thanks today for all that he has done. <clears throat> I know he's been working in your lives and helping you. And even in times when you don't think that he's there, he's there. So praise him. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, oh Lord. We praise you, oh Hallelujah, 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 oh Lord. Come on everyone, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh Lord, Lord, we give you praise, we praise you, oh Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> For he is worthy to be praised. <clears throat> okay, this morning we will be reading from Romans 8, the first chapter. But first, let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you all praise and honor and glory. And we ask, Lord, that you be with us today in this word, that you guide us and lead us and help us to understand your word and to utilize that word in our lives daily. And Father, we ask, Lord, that through this word that we have learned and placed in our Noah, that we will be a help, a beacon of light to others around us and those that we come in contact with daily. Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for the opportunity to come before you today and to read your word and to get an understanding from you. Thank you, Almighty God. This we pray today in Jesus' name. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. <clears throat> Let's start. Um. <clears throat> 
Okay, chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We walk by what? Not hearing it. We walk in the spirit, not by what's in front of us, right? We don't walk according to the world. Okay. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh? God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So it only took one person to fulfill the law. So, so the Lord sent his son to fulfill the law. Okay, let's read this again. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. How many times, how many people died in the beginning of the Old Testament uh, because they could not follow the law? Right? So God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Okay, in the likeness of sinful flesh, because he had to come through a woman. He had to come through Mary on account of sin. Okay, he condemned sin in the flesh. His whole ministry, he condemned sin. Okay, and when he went on the cross and died and bled and, and died for us, he sealed the deal. That the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. <clears throat> For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Okay? So this is why, important, this is why it's important today. You don't set your mind on the things of this world.
Why? He's telling you why right here. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live accordingly to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Okay? <clears throat> For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. <clears throat> and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Okay? Therefore, brethren, we are debt debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. No. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry only, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. Okay? Now, I know I read this uh, the, um, on the last, but I wanted to go over this again. So, please indulge with me, okay? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now, this uh, particular chapter is very important for us to get an understanding of who we are and where we sit in this life right now, okay? So if you find that you are falling towards the fleshly side, then it's time for you to check yourself and make some changes, okay? For the, cre for the creation was subjected to uh, fertility, not willing, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be, divide, will be divided 
from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of children of God. So you see, all things created will be divided. Okay? For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with pain, with birth pains together until now. And not only they, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Uh, I discussed this yesterday. There are many times when you're praying, you don't know what to pray for. But if you just sit there and ask the Lord, Father, I don't know what to pray for. Can you direct me? I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you can pray for or what you need to pray for. It could be something going on. Uh, with a family member or with yourself that you don't know, uh, that when you speak to the Holy Spirit, which you're speaking to God, uh, that he will reveal to you, okay? But the Spirit himself makes intercession, see, for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. Now, He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he, for, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So you see, the Lord has already knows you. He already knew you long before you were born. It was predestined by him for you to come. This is why I tell people, um, God calls you. You don't call God. And God works on people until they are ripened enough to receive and to hear. Hear first and then receive. Okay? This is why you don't go around making assumptions about people that you see, whether they're uh, living rightly or not, because you don't know what God is doing with that person. What you should do is you should pray for that person's salvation and redemption. Okay? <clears throat> for whom he for, for him for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be 
conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he said called, he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Okay? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. <clears throat> who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or per persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, notice he said created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. <clears throat> because if you are in him and he is in you, okay, then there is no separation. <laughs> okay? All right, now let's move on into uh, chapter 9. We're reading chapter 9, verse first. I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were, were accused from Christ for my brethren, Many kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenant, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises. I remember yesterday I explained to you that the people are Israelites. They came from Israel. 
Their religion is Hebrew. They're Hebrews, okay? Not Jews. Jews, again, was a name that was bestowed upon them during, during the Roman Empire, okay? The Romans came into place. Um, it was the name that was given to them by outsiders. I mean, the Romans weren't the first ones. There were others around them that said the same thing. However, these weren't, this is not what they were called. This is what people call them. Okay, even to this day, they're still calling them that, and that's not what they really were, okay? And as you can see here uh, in Romans, Paul is saying the same thing. He's telling you uh, who are Israelites, his brethren. They're Israelites, okay? All right, let's move on. Who are Israelites to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenant, uh, and the promise? Of whom are the fathers and from whom, according to flesh, Christ came, who is over all the eternal uh, blessed God. Amen. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect. For they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Aha. Not are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac, your seed shall be called. <clears throat> See, he's giving you a full frontal view of what is happening here. Let's read that again. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Okay? Remember, there was a man named Israel, right? And what happened? The Lord gave him that name. He said, I'm going to give you a new name. And his new name was Israel. And his people were from Israel. But not all Israel is following the Lord's word. And who is called by the Lord. Those who are from the family of Israel are called See, let's read it again. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, okay? Nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac, your seed shall be called. See? That is those who are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise. 
at this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it, as it is written, Jacob, I had loved, but Esau, I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there, a, is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, even for this same purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be declared in all the earth. <clears throat> so Pharaoh's purpose was mainly to, uh, to uh, deny the Israelites uh, leaves from his land and to be stubborn and honorary as he was. That was his purpose, so that the Lord could show to the people of the earth his power and might. Therefore, he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills, he hardens. See? You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? But indeed, O oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me th like this? Okay. Um, let's take, for instance, um, something you have bought and you've fixed it accordingly to the way you want it. And then all of a sudden, uh, it doesn't quite form itself that way. It's, uh, it, it's working against you. What do you do? Uh, most people get annoyed with it and they throw it to a side and they're done with it. Well, the Lord doesn't exactly throw it aside and he's done with it, but he does what he will with it because it's his. He created it. So the Lord created everyone here and he has the right to do as he wills to do. Your will, you have free will, but your will is not over the Lord's will. Okay, do not the potter have power over the clay 
For the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. What if God wanted to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering, the vessel of wrath prepare for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessel of mercy? which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Even us whom he called, not of the Jews, we're going to put this in right content, not of the Hebrews only, but also of the Gentiles. He, as he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people. And her beloved whom was not beloved and if and it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them you are not my people there they will be called sons of the living God Isaiah also cried out concerning Israel through the number of the children of Israel, be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved. Notice, though the, though the, sand, the, the, uh, the uh, sons of Israel is like the sand of the sea, only a remnant of it will be saved. So that's telling you not all, not all of the people... Of Israel will be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, unless the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom, and we would have been made like Gomorrah. Israel's, um, okay, what shall we say then that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith, but Israel pursuing the law of righteousness has not attained to the law of righteousness? Why? Because they do not seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumble at the stumbling stone, as it is written. Why do they stumble at the stumbling stone? Because a lot of them don't accept or believe in Christ Jesus. Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense. And whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Okay? <clears throat> so there will be those who are Israelites who will not uh, come to God. And there will be those who are Gentiles who will. And vice versa on both sides. Okay? All right, 
chapter 10. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. See? Man wants to set down his own laws. He wants to be righteous according to those laws. And those laws are not even suited in the, in the Lord's eye because they're not even righteous. And man makes things that's not righteous because man cannot see the truth from a lie. For Christ is the end of the law. For righteousness is everyone who believes. Only when man himself walks with God, when he is in the spirit, can he determine a lie from the truth. Okay? All right, let's continue. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That it is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will dis descend into the abyss. That it is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. That it, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes to righteousness and with the mouth confess is confession is made to salvation for the scriptures say whoever believes on him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between the hebrews and the greeks for the same lord over all is rich to all who call upon him for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Hmm. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they how shall they preach unless they are sent? Let me stop here just for a second. Let's go back over this. It says, how, 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And every time you hear a person say to you, oh, you know, this and this is going on, blah, 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 blah. Pray for me. And I know a lot of uh, people out there do that. 
Why are you asking someone to pray for you? Do you not believe in the Lord Christ Jesus? Or have you been praying and nothing is happening in your eyesight? Because that's what happens with a lot of people. They Nothing's happening, and so they, uh, they ask others to pray for them. And then there are some people who don't believe, but they know that other people do believe, and they ask them for prayer. Well, let's take the point of the latter, all right? People who don't know, and they ask for prayer. That is the time when you, the opportunity when you should say to them, come on, let's pray together. And then you say to them, now listen, this is what you do. Tonight, just go before the Lord. In fact, let's, let's do better than that. Let's open the door for you now. And you do the, the repentance prayer with them. Lead them to Christ right at that moment in time. Okay? That's your opportunity right there. Now, for those who are going through things, they know Lord, but they're not hearing the Lord's word. Those people, yes, you do pray with them. However... You remind them fasting and praying, fasting and praying. Some things don't get done right away. Some things takes a long time. Some things takes years. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's get back to 15. And how, um, well, before I go to 15, let's. Uh, go to, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Now, we just spoke about that, people who don't know him. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Okay. <clears throat> you don't need a preacher to preach to you if you know the word of God. <clears throat> if you're reading this word every day, <clears throat> and you have repented of your sins and given yourself over to God. You don't need someone to preach to you. Your doorway is open for you to talk to the Lord. But if you so choose to... <clears throat> Again, you have to make sure that the person that's preaching to you is preaching to you rightly and not wrongly. Because we have false teachers, preachers, prophets, etc. out here. Okay? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? See? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings of good things. Okay, that's what I'm telling you about. Preachers who preach, teach, teachers who teach, make sure they're teaching what they should be. Otherwise, you'll be learning the wrong thing. 
and going down the wrong path. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, I just said you have to read that word. If you're reading that word, okay, uh, because you have a lot of uh, teachers, preachers, uh, they only read the word to give you a, a, a I want to say something else, but I'll be nice. Uh, they only read the word to give you a sermon in the morning and then they're done. Just like many people. Uh you have um, those themselves that's not even following the word. They can tell you everything in the Bible. They can tell you A to B and where it is, but they themselves are not walking in the word of God because they don't believe. To them, it's it's power, money, and prestige. Okay? All right, let's move on. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? First, Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will anger you by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and saying, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifested to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and uh, contrary people. Okay? Chapter 11. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not, for I always am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is not It is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. Okay? (laughs) What then? 
Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elite have obtained it, and the rest are hardened. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear. To this very day, to this very day, and David said, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through, uh, but through their fall to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentile, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Mm. Okay? For if their being cast away in the reconciliation of the world, that will <clears throat> their acceptance be but life from the dead. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. Don't get so high and mighty and think that, oh, I'm with God and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and blah, 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 blah. Because the only reason why you are there is because of belief. It has nothing to do with what you did or what you're doing. Because he can break you off at any time. You step out of his order. Okay, for if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and the servity of God on those who fell 
servitude by towards you. Goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. It's just what I said. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. So even though they have been cut off, if they turn back and they begin to believe, the Lord will graft them back in. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more will these who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you shall be wise in your own opinion that hardening in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. Okay, let's read that again because we are in these times right now. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that hardening in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. Okay? And so, all Israel will be saved as it is written. The Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the Father. For the gift and the calling of God are, irre are ir irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedient that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience that he might have mercy on all on the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him? And it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him and to him all are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Amen.
Okay, everyone, I hope this reading today was a blessing unto you. Uh, please reread this again and uh, really get this into your know, especially, uh, like I said, chapter 8 tells you where you're standing, okay? And, and again, if you find that you have some, some errors, adjust them. Get yourself right before the Lord. Get your families right before the Lord. Okay. All right, everyone, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We appreciate your word. We appreciate, we appreciate Father, your mercy and your grace, your teachings, Father. We thank you for them, Lord. <clears throat> Most of all, Lord, we thank you for your love. Thank you, Father. This we pray today in Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. Okay, everyone, for those of you who would like to sponsor or donate, there are two buttons at the bottom of this page. Uh, feel free to press on either button. We appreciate your donations and your sponsorships. And for those of you who want to contact me, you can reach me at anchor.fm right slash Linda dash mcmillian9 or you can reach me by my email which is mcmillions m-c-m-i-l-l-i-o-n-s 75 gmail.com now for those of you who know me on facebook uh you can go to my facebook page linda mcmillian uh and you can uh reach me that way also you can also view all of our podcasts that have been uh put up um <clears throat> all you need to do is actually if you want to you can uh, put a request in on that page and i will pick it up and you can join the rest of us that is already on that page okay all right everyone Thank you for joining me today in our program. We appreciate you coming in and listening, and we hope to that you join us tomorrow, okay? All right, everyone, God bless, and have a great day.